What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams and GP. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, GP. How are you guys this morning? I, I shouldn't I, I shouldn't even ask you that, GP. I know I'm, I'm, I'm keeping you here against your will, and you've got a horrible migraine that's creeping up the back of your head, and I do apologize. <laughs> All right. It'll get better. <laughs> yeah, he's he's reeling from the uh, the cast iron skillet up to the side of the head. So. Yeah, that's right. Called. It's called a migraine. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, all right. Uh, I'm getting more iron what, in my diet. Yeah. Okay. So, what do we have this morning? Uh, I, I've got some. I got a couple of things. Right. I got something for a Hollywood director's come out now, and he says that. Uh, let me see. What's his name? Uh, Judd Apatow. Ne- never heard of this guy. Well, excuse me. He's not a director. He's a Hollywood producer. And he said Hollywood has sold out to communist China. Is that true? Is that true? Say it ain't so. I am not allowed to discuss that at this given time. <laughs> I believe <laughs> what you're referring to is not properly uh, put together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, uh, uh, I think more than just Hollywood sold out to China. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, true. That's, that's apparent. Sure. But he's he put it up on his Twitter feed. He said that blasted Disney uh, for its sellout over its concentration camps. I guess there was a big deal there with the uh, Mulan or Mulan or whatever it was, that uh, movie. Yeah. Mulan it came was, out. Yeah. It was filmed in that area. Yeah, yeah, and and they didn't um, they they didn't say anything about it. But I mean, it's yeah, like they're uh, he, he's blasting about how this is uh, flat out wrong. It's the very start. Uh, he says it's a it's a corporate type of censorship, and people really don't notice it. It's been bad enough for years that everyone already knows that Hollywood has sold out to China, and it's not just Hollywood either, as you just said, GP. The NBA. Right. Their stance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we saw what was going on. But where do you think it, they're going to get their money? It all started. The NBA. Do you remember this? All It all started with that free Hong Kong thing with the umbrella mm-hmm. protests. When that started, when the NBA said free Hong Kong. Oh, man, the CCP. Oh, they came down hard on the NBA. And guess what? They've been on the SJW train ever since, haven't they? Yes, they have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So any and they've also shut down uh, anyone who tried to defend Hong Kong's autonomy. Right. Which do you remember when they were putting like the uh, the social justice messages on their jerseys? Yeah, and they could put they could put anything they wanted mm. there as long as it was approved. And if you and, and they actually had it to where fans could order them, fans could order them if they wanted. And so I actually saw I saw somebody do this once. They went on to try and order an NBA jersey, and they put "Free Hong Kong" as the name right on the mm-hmm. jersey, and it said it, the site wouldn't let them do it. They said, "We're sorry, this this name's not available." <laughs> it's actually gone that far. It's it's actually gone that far. But yes, welcome uh, to the world. Dead. Yeah, they say that, uh, or he says that Hollywood is only slightly more subtle than that, or at least they were before Mulan, which is this uh, Disney thing. But yes, uh, that's that's uh, that's his take. And of course, he goes on to talk about how his concerns are the type of censorship that people really don't notice, which is a lot of the giant media corporation entities that have businesses with countries around the world like Saudi Arabia or China. He says they're not going to just criticize. He says they're not just going to criticize them. They're not going to let any of their shows 
criticize them at all. Or they're not going to air documentaries that go deep into truthful areas because they just want to make money. So if this, if, for example, somebody puts out a documentary about uh, women being oppressed in Saudi Arabia or uh, I, I don't know, uh, the, the atrocities of what happens to certain groups or political groups in China, they're not going to allow that. I mean, we already see it with other things, right? Uh, YouTube's not accessible in China. They don't have Google like we have Google. They have a different kind of Google. Same thing with, I, I don't even think, is Facebook even allowed there? Is Facebook allowed in China? No. They so. use something else, isn't it? Like, uh, isn't it like WeChat or something like that? We WeChat is kind of like like our version of WhatsApp. Like we we have WhatsApp here in the West, which is owned by Facebook. Yeah. But then there's the right. competitor that I really love, uh, Telegram. Telegram. Oh man, that's my favorite app. I think it's my that's my favorite app by far. I like Telegram mainly because it's not owned by Facebook and governments hate it. So so yeah. if, if governments hate it, guess what? I love it. Right. That's that's just my stance on it. Uh, and it's all encrypted. I, I love it. But uh, for example, he says no one would buy a pitch where someone walks in and says, hey, I want to write a movie about the concentration camps in China and Muslims in concentration camps. I want to write a movie about someone who escapes. He's right. He says no one would buy that. Right. No, no mm-hmm. one would pay for that movie to be made. Uh, he said instead of us doing business with China and that leading to China becoming more free, what has happened is a place like China has bought our silence with their money. That's what his take is. Right. That's that's. um. Uh, what's his name? Uh, that's uh, Judd Apatow's take, Apatow's take. I would also uh, I would argue that uh, if you look at Hollywood, uh, the movies in Hollywood have become more white over the years, even though they're pushing the social justice nonsense. And the reason it's becoming it's being it's become more and more white in the sense of um, it doesn't it doesn't sell in China. If it's not white or or a, a degree of that, it doesn't sell well in China because the idea of and what I mean by that is the main characters are not going to be uh, persons of color. The It'll be the main characters, the main love story, the main what have you will be a white couple. But they're um, changing all that. Instead of black. Like the, the new the new things are coming out now. No, no, no. They're, they're dividing. They're basically going to do is marketing division. What they're going to have is they're going to have the white or the Asians, whatever the heroes or whatever may be. will still go to that Asian market. Yeah. Parts of the European markets and, you know, the Eastern Bloc markets is still going to be in that format. But in the U.S. and England and parts of of the African continent, we're going to find that it's going to be a reverse, where it's going to be a large push towards the uh, minority. You know, if you look at global, black is not a minority. You know, the white is the minority of the globe. If you look at the planet. So um, but what they're going to do is they're going to push putting the, you know, these this black roles into those areas. So the black roles are going to be United States, England. and parts of Africa, just parts, not not all of it, because the, the northern portions of Africa are still not black friendly. And they, they, this is also the reason why we've seen a lot of pushes for, uh, the, I mean, popular, uh, popular genre, these superhero movies over the last decade. Mm. Th- there's been a big push for these movies. Why? Because they don't really have a large Western audience except for a certain demographic. But in the Far East, they do have that audience. They will tailor Huge. that. Yeah, the, the superhero and, and fantasy world stuff yeah. in, in the Far East, huge market, much, much bigger than what we have here in the West. And that's why you see a big push for those the, those particular genres over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all funding from from China. They they own a majority stake in six of the eight Hollywood production houses. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and Weinstein, right? You can argue the Weinstein thing about, I mean, we, we all know about the casting couch and all that stuff that goes on with guys like Harvey Weinstein, right? I mean, that's just, mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you want me to say? 
hindsight. Uh, that's that's just the business out there in certain respects. I mean, that's mm-hmm. you know guys like him. He's a Hollywood mogul. I mean, what 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 do you want? So right, uh, he represents Deadwood. Right, he's the old has been. He's not part of the mm-hmm. new age. He's got to go. So it, I mean, he he's out. Same thing with guys like Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. All those al- all those things were allegations. And what was I saying? What was mm-hmm. I saying when all that was going on? Let the man have his day in court. You know, I, right. I don't. I didn't have an opinion on it one way or the other. Let the man have his day in court. Same thing with Harvey Weinstein. I, I don't really doubt it. I mean, especially after the video or not the video, the uh, the audio, right? The audio that came out. It was clear. It was clear of what he was doing. So right. like that, that's that's caught and dry. But uh, the way that they're doing all this, I mean, Kevin Spacey, for crying out loud, all that stuff fell apart. All that stuff fell apart. And now what's what's happened to him? He's been canceled. His career's over. His career's over. There's no redemption from this. And so, yeah, it's I, I agree with this guy. It's it's completely sold out to um, to China and and their agendas are are catered to. And that's that's the way it is. I mean, I've looked at different movies over the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years, and it's always uh, the, I mean, you can see the subtleness. If you know how to spot pro- uh, communist propaganda, it's the subtleness of it. It's it's just how they, they mix it up in there. And they're very good at it. I mean, it's it's good propaganda. I'll give it that. But it's always, um, you know, the, the subtleness of, well, it's the dumb Americans or the dumb Westerners, and it's going to be the, the, the Chinese that save you, right? It's, it's that narrative in the movie. The Martian, for example, who saved us? Who saved the American that screwed everything up? It was the Chinese, right? So, I mean, it's it's just the subtleness of it. It's just the subtleness of it. And then some of the Netflix movies as well. It's always the it, it's always the uh, the Chinese that are actually like their policies, their plans, they're saving it. So it's it's that it's it's you have had your time and you can't do it anymore. You can't do it as good as we can do it. That's what it comes down to. And that's what the struggle has been all along between nations is you can't do it as well as we can do it. The Soviet Union was the same way. You can't build the uh, the cars like we can build here in the Soviet Union. That's what the Soviets used to say. You can't do that. What, the zill? The thing that wouldn't even run? That would sit in a farm field and you'd actually have to make the noises with your mouth in order to make it sound like you had a working piece of machinery? You know? I mean, it's just, yeah. Propaganda. Absolute propaganda. You guys want to talk about uh, the debate? No. What debate? Well, be a debate? I was no, uh, well, I was I was more along the lines of uh, we we could talk about the the idea that was floated with uh, Joe Rogan possibly hosting a debate. Uh, I, I think it would be fantastic. Uh, I, I know Trump has too. already agreed to it. Yeah. So basically, somebody I can't remember who somebody went to Joe Rogan and said, "Have you ever thought about hosting a presidential debate?" And he said, "Well, no. What do you mean?" And he said, "Well, if you could have yourself on one side of the table." You've got Trump on one side of the table and Biden on that side of the table sitting across from each other. I mean, neither one of them could go anywhere. They have to sit there and participate. I mean, you think about it. Joe Rogan has the biggest podcast in in the business and he's good. I mean, he's good. I I love listening to his podcast. I think he's got some really great topics. He's got some great guests and and the things that they discuss are, are rock solid. I like it. And I think that Biden and and Trump on there, the three, the three of them having a conversation. I, I think it would be, uh, I think it'd be great. I think it'd be a great podcast. And more than that, I think it would be probably the biggest podcast he's ever done. I think it would be huge. But could you really get Joe there? I, I couldn't see Joe doing it. I mean, Joe talks a tough game. He talks a tough game when he can talk. He talks a tough game. Of course, that's when he has his teleprompter loaded. I think. <laughs> yeah, we, we've actually seen video here recently. We talked about it that the. Uh the Biden campaign is using a teleprompter for most, if not all of his interviews. Most of these people that are doing their interviews are using teleprompters anyway. So that's, you, you can't just, how can you, you know, do an interview the guy for you though? 
How, how, okay, fine. How, fair enough. How, how can you how can you do an interview with a teleprompter? How? Because I mean, you do I the know. you do the questions beforehand. You say, okay, I want to know what the questions are, and then you have appropriate response. But then you go ahead and go on stage and do it. And that's actually what happens a lot. But nobody really focuses on it because they're like, oh, you know, they don't want to see how how, pro- how much production is done into these interviews. People think and it's you know it's on the spot magical, but it's not. That's what it Most should be. That's know. what it should be because that's real. That's real. If if I were going to sit down, uh, and I was going to if I was going to talk to somebody. If we were going to bring somebody on here, we always sit down with them before, with the exception of the other day when you brought Alex on. We -hmm. always sit down with them before and we just ask them, what would you like to talk about? And that's as far as Mm -hmm. we go with it. And we stay within those guidelines. But we don't we don't step out of those guidelines. I mean, it's not a scripted thing that you talk about, but you just have a basic thing so you can stay on topic like that. That I understand that I understand. But pre-scripted questions and and pre-scripted responses that's not that's not real man that that's not organic i mean that that's that's fake i mean you talk about fake yes. news sorry bruce i didn't mean to cut you off i'm going to uh, that's all right i i was looking for just trying to narrow it down and find that joe rogan tweet so needless to say i i i zoned out and don't uh what would you think about uh what would you think about if they would do that podcast i think it'd be fantastic uh like i said i'm i'm pretty sure the trump campaign has already agreed to it Oh, we were we were talking about um, teleprompter stuff, and I was going to make a point on the teleprompter bit. I know, in for example, Republicans they may originally have had some kind of teleprompter question whatever set up, but some of the questions you see at them uh, they get asked, and it's it's tough to say that was that was teleprompter because some of them uh, I don't know. Sometimes it it it. it it's very well produced, we'll say, if it is teleprompter. Um, but I know, I know, I would use a teleprompter personally, but not for not for having the speech and everything done first, you know, beforehand. I would have different notes, like statistics, numbers, those th- those kind of things, so that I know I get the facts straight. But anyway, uh, as far as uh, doing the uh, uh, podcast, yeah, I, I I think that would be a huge, huge turnout. On that on that debate, if they could have just just the three of them there and asking questions organically, none of, none of the teleprompter, not pre-recorded, not any of that stuff in the sense of Biden having questions that that, you know, there needs to be a debate between the two. And I think that would be fantastic. GP, you're not very funny this morning. Is it the head? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. All right. Uh, I do have some bad news for you, though. I, and I'm, I'm, oh, deeply what do we sorry. Got? I'm deeply sorry about this. Al Jazeera, you know, your favorite news channel. Okay. Is it you not know, your favorite it, news channel? Okay. Is it not your favorite news channel anymore? <laughs> it's not my favorite news channel, but I do watch, but go ahead. Yeah, okay. Al Jazeera is now forced to register as a foreign agent in mm. the U.S. Great. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the U.S. Justice Department ordered the online news channel to uh, register as a foreign agent under the current uh, the country's lobbying laws. Uh, apparently, they just... Um, they just went did, didn't wasn't there something that about foreign companies that now have to register is that what this is all about something that bar was talking about a couple of weeks ago because they're they're going after like chinese companies and stuff mm-hmm. yeah. they're doing yeah. it across the board but I, I think that's good because they're getting a lot of dollars you know when you're when a lot of your business is in a foreign country i definitely believe that it doesn't matter if it's an american company in china or a chinese company in america i think there should be a registry on both sides i agree the the um I think part of the reason this is this is cropping up is because the, the uh, universities, the universities were taking this is the start of it, if you will, uh, catalyst 
a lot of the universities were taking in uh, donations from other nations and weren't uh, they they weren't notifying the Fed on that or they weren't listening in their taxes or what have you wherever, wherever they they weren't properly um, announcing that so they're wanting to identify all the agencies so that you know to to shore up the loose ends if you will so. And didn't you say that Fox News was doing a whole bunch of layoffs since we're talking about news networks? Yeah, they're laying off. I think, let's see, they laid off about 50 here a few months back during the COVID stuff. And I think they're laying off another 100. But they said it, it won't be any of their um, anchors or anything. It'll, it'll be behind the scenes crew, which like hair, honestly, hair and makeup people. Yeah, probably, because if they're all going to start doing this at home thing and nobody's going to go, this is the new normal. Um, then, you know, the extra staff is redundant. You're not going to be back in the offices. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, uh, hello, you know, we're, uh, yeah, we're kind of, you know, we're <laughs> virtual studio kind of atmosphere here. I mean, that's what we got going on. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's essentially, it's the same thing, but, um, yeah. Okay. How many people have CNN laid off? If we're, if we're doing layoffs at the media, which I'm all for, right. If, if we're doing that, then how many people have CNN laid off? How many people have MSNBC laid off? ABC, CBS. We a know lot, that right? they're doing a lot of their programs while well, the hosts are now doing their programs from home in the media. In the well, mm. okay, not not maybe not necessarily the ones in the studios, but uh, the ones like uh, I think uh, the Jimmy Kimmel is he back in the studio? Bill Maher was doing a show out of his house for a while. The View, they I think they're back in studio too. So they're slowly getting back into the uh, the studios, but there's no audiences, right? Yeah, they're they're pretty much uh, unless it's like reduced capacity or something, but. Most of the places that, um, well, New York is the main place that a lot of the news agencies are. Um, they're not even allowed in restaurant and dining yet, are they? Or did they just open that up they're, and it's like 20% capacity it's or something 20, like that? It's like 20, 25% capacity. But but restaurants are saying now that they can't, they can't survive with that. They yeah. can't survive no. with that. No. I was seeing earlier, I, I was going to bring this up and I was like, ah, I'm not going to bring this up, but... Apparently, Yelp data is showing 60% of business closures uh, due to coronavirus pandemic are permanent. Now, the percentage sounds a bit, uh, it sounds a bit high, right? 60, 60%. And I was kind of like, okay, that, that sounds really bad. And then I got to looking into the data and the numbers. Uh, the numbers they're talking about here is 163,000 businesses have closed, according to Yelp. And another 97,000 uh, here recently have closed. So what, 300,000 or so have closed? Just doing a, a, a very generous estimate, uh, according to Yelp. That's not 60% of the business in the United States. The United States has 32, 33 million jobs or businesses. So the number is really deceptive. Yeah, but we're not going to see the long term fallout effects until what was it? What did we say? Two to four years. Is that kind of what four years is the, the longest? Yeah. yeah. But still, even but, you can't even gauge that. You can't gauge that. And the reason you can't gauge that is because they are going to come back. I, I This is coming. And GP, maybe you can kind of back me up on this one. This coming. A second wave is coming. They're already talking about it. And they're they're it's waiting likely. for it's cold and likely. flu season. They're waiting, but they're going. There isn't going to be a second wave, but it's going to be cold and flu season. That's what it's going to be. They're going to pass it off as that. That that's what it's going to be. Yeah, uh, they're saying it now. They're saying it now. New York City. This is it, right? This is this is the article out of Bloomberg. I pulled it yesterday because I knew this was going to get talked about. New York City prepares for a second wave with the chance to blunt the worst. They're already putting it out there. This was out 22 hours ago. 
So this is common. They're going to wait till it gets cold. It's just starting to get cold up in New York. Yeah, cold weather. End of September. Yeah, it's coming. Snow's going to start flying here in a few weeks. And so what's going to happen? The cold snap's going to hit. People are going to start getting sick. And then it's just, it, it takes off every year like this. But everything is not as it seems, right? Wildfires are man-made climate change, right? Cold and flu season. Guess what that is now? It's COVID-19. Mm-hmm. I'm going to argue that the wildfires are climate change, man-made climate change. <laughs> yeah, okay, but their argument of man-made climate yeah, change is, mine, yeah, yeah man-made people, all the yeah. way across the yeah. board. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, that's, isn't that's it, a fair because point. Because it, it, it's kind of kind of weird that, you know, when you when you get to the border of Mexico and Canada, they're not having the same fire problem in those same ranges that uh, we're seeing in California, Washington and Oregon. Kind of, kind of odd that all these fires well, started see, see, Bruce, right before they've an cut, election. They've cut their carbon footprint. Yeah, they've they've cut their carbon footprint. They've they've stayed in the Paris Accords. We left, and this is the result yeah, of us leaving yeah. the Paris Accords. Yeah, so it's it's localized climate change. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. The U.S. is is. I mean, it's it's clear as Governor Gavin Newsom said. It's it's clear what this is, and it's not debatable. It's not even up for discussion at this point. It's it's here, and and this is what it is, and this is what we have to accept. So, unfortunately, we are out of time this morning, gentlemen. Uh, so fascinating conversation. I will see you guys later on this afternoon. We're going to be talking about some tabletop exercises that were put together by a group in D.C. of senior government officials. You're going to love this, and all of it was based on a Biden landslide and what is going to be done by the Trump administration if there is a. Biden landslide. This is what they war gamed out. We're going to talk about it later on this afternoon. So uh, be sure to check that out. Thank you guys for sitting down this morning. Thank you to all the listeners. For all these topics and more, please check us out later on this afternoon. And I hope everyone has a great morning.